What's up, everyone? Welcome to yet another Brew Jackets episode. Um, we got with us tonight our best brew reviewer. Unfortunately, he got called in the work, so he can't be reviewing brew brews right now. But we got Matt joining us. Uh, as always, I'm Lance. We got Kevin here as well, too. But uh, <coughs> didn't get to talk to you much before the episode. How the hell have you been? Bud Light sucks. Yeah, yeah. Okay. There's your review. It sucked before (laughs) and sucks now. (laughs) That's it. Yeah, yeah. But I personally have not had bad luck because I'm not much of a booze guy. But the general consensus of what I know of booze and people is that Bun Light is not very good. I won't say how I think they make it, but um. (laughs) Anyway. Uh, yeah, dude, what's been up, man? Uh, did you happen to, you know, follow along here towards the end of the, end of the season? See, uh, all the we didn't, we, we, we didn't finish with the worst record in the NHL. No, we did not. Well, that's both a good thing and a bad thing. It depends. Yeah, who you're, you not getting, you're not getting the first pick. Well, it's still a lottery, I guess, so... The worst pick we can get so far, or worst pick we can get is, is uh, fourth right now. So that's still pretty good uh, because we'll, there's we'll, some. We'll get forward. <laughs> right. I mean, knowing <laughs> the the Blue Jackets' luck here, um, you know, last uh, yeah, few yeah. seasons. Um, but yeah, dude, it's uh, it was definitely um, a, a rough season. So this was. Your, one of your first seasons watching the Blue Jackets. It right? was my very first. So, wait, you were here at the beginning. You know how it was going. What do you think has changed? Or, like, what's your opinion going forward here? Do you have hope for this team? Because I personally do. It's because I know what's... Uh, I'll give them another shot next year. Hell yeah. Well, I love to hear it, man. <laughs> I'll be uh, back in Ohio for that for that season. So. Oh hell yeah, dude! Maybe we'll get to meet up at some games or something. Then I tried to meet up with Kev this year, but I was just too broke when he was able to go. <laughs> I'm currently uh, remodeling my house down here and put it up for sale. Oh nice, nice! I didn't know you were uh, you know you own that house. I wasn't sure if you were owning yeah. or renting or whatnot, yeah. but cool. Well, hell yeah, dude. That's pretty cool, man. We'd have, uh, glad to have you back here in Ohio when that happens. Um, but, uh, yeah, dude. Capital of the world. <laughs> um, so how long have we got you here for, r- roughly? Like, just a few more minutes yet? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So just real quick, I want to ask you, um, what do you feel about Larson getting fired, the head coach? I mean... I, I don't necessarily disagree I, with that at all. I feel but, like I feel like he was basically the Marvin Lewis of the NHL. I guess <laughs> it's, it, he he had no control over that team. Yeah. Um. Yeah. While he came in with a bunch of experience already, he was with the team for 13 years, not including the you know well including the two years he's been head coach, and uh, he had a lot of good relationships with them, but like it, it just didn't seem to pan out well uh, on the ice. Then it just. They got along with them good, but I feel like that was about it. Um, it's it's probably how the uh, Bearcats football coach is going to turn out. You think? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you think about that, not, Kev? I'm not excited about the coach. Yeah, Kev. <laughs> you're, a, you're a Bearcats fan. Yes, I do like the Bearcats. Um, you know, I'm just going to wait and see how that goes. But, again, based off of what I'm saying, he – He's, you know, getting some big-time recruits that 
hasn't happened with the Bearcats. But uh, we're just going to wait and see. Best of luck to you, Bearcats. <laughs> and, you know, right. and, 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 you know, they're in the Big 12, and, and the, the way things are going, like they're taking the necessary steps to take the next big step forward because you're playing in a better conference. But anyway, neither here nor there. But best of luck to you, Bearcats. Oh, yeah. Well, shit. I'm I'm glad you're gonna stick it out for another season here, Matt. Because uh, this one was disappointing. I mean, a lot of, like to 100 honest, the, the Jackets have been around for 22 years. This was their second worst points percentage ever. Um, and it's a rough season. Uh, and out of those 22 years, there's only been a handful of playoff appearances, and only once they made past the first round. So. Uh, I think according to, to Yarmo Kekalainen, the general manager, uh, he's looking to really looking to be back in the playoffs. This is his third coaching change since he's been tenured there for like, uh, well, he changed the first one from Todd Richards, right? John Tortorella wasn't coach when he started, right? Okay, so Todd, he did not hire Todd Richards, but Todd Richards was there when he was there, and okay. uh. He fired him, but Matt, but uh, he picked Tortorella and Larson. So, yeah. uh, this will be his third coach that he, that he that he hires. But in terms of that, like firing, only, yeah. Well, no, it's only one because they know they they didn't fire Torts because they would be disrespectful. <laughs> so you know, there's going to be a lot of change of personnel here um, coming up soon, even with some players. Uh, so, uh, you know, I got. Gotta ask you, uh, as well as like a you know a first season fan here. Um, I'm gonna be honest with you, like, um, pretty much when to keep up with it. Pretty much when I stopped coming on the show is when I stopped watching. I well, dude, the season at that point was almost like they were almost <clears throat> already mathematically eliminated from the playoffs. Well, I mean, I it wasn't even that. Good. It's like it, it's I had a lot of stuff going on in my life, you know. Oh, right on, right on. Like getting the house done and everything, trying to well, get back to Ohio. Fortunate, unfortunate. You know, being busy can be both good and bad. Um, I feel that. So um, you're aware, possibly, I'm not sure, the draft lottery is coming up May 8th. And I mentioned the furthest back we can get is uh, the fourth pick. And so looking for, I'm, I'm personally looking forward to, to that. Is there something you might be looking forward to for next season? Something obviously more wins, hopefully, but is there something like you're hoping for uh, at all? So what, what are the prospects? What, like, what are their well, prospects? Um, ours currently that are going to be joining us next year. I mean, in uh, the draft. In the draft. Oh, in the draft. Okay, well, so the top three um, are are uh, North American. Maybe top four. Because it's uh, well, Bedard, it, Fantilli, Carlson, and Meechkop. Um, we're not according, according to the Bedard's NHL. Bedard's going to go number one, right? Yes, well, almost 100%, unless there is a possibility, maybe, that a player can refuse a team. Uh, I, it's possible. Well, they're not, he's I not, not going to refuse a team to come here. He would just refuse no, to come correct. here. Pretty much. No. Well, he's got friends here. He's, he's got childhood pictures with Kent Johnson. Uh, he played right next to uh, Stanislav uh, sorry, Sposal. Sposal. And... Um, 
so you know he's got some connections here with with people he already knows so hopefully he wants to come here yeah, I, I will, I will it'd be, say that. It'd be like Burrow and Chase all over again. <laughs> right? No, no, you are you are absolutely right because when you watch, you know, uh, there's a Twitter page called uh, CBJ Prospects that keeps tabs on what's going on with all the Blue Jackets prospects. And he was posting a lot of stuff about Stanislav Stozel. And you watch the highlights of what Stanislav Stozel was doing. A lot of it was he was making – he's a defenseman, but more of an offensive defenseman. And he was making awesome pass passes to Bedard that eventually led to where Bedard scored a goal or Bedard shot it and then it led to a goal, you know, supposed scoring goals. But you see that just from the clips, the highlights, that there was chemistry yeah. there. And you are make a good point there, Matt. It was very reminiscent of what the Bengals have with, you know, Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, and so on and so forth. Um, so, so are we gonna, you think we're going to go defense, defensemen or? No. If, it, if somebody goes centers, centers. <laughs> they, the Blue Jet, if any, it's going to be center or wing. But center is preferred because they really they have need so many wingers, yeah. The only because they really need help at center. Basically, if you have a good center, it's like having a good quarterback in football. It really you can win games without having a good center, but it's so much better if you have a good center because it just makes it easier on your team. The only reason they would go winger is because uh, this Michkov guy from Russia. He's basically seen as a dude that can score like projected as like a 40 50 goal guy each season and he's already doing a similar thing over in russia it's kind of like your point guard in uh in basketball too you know the guy that can direct the traffic um you know supposed to be having a lot of goals a lot of assists as well you know so hopefully um so just really quick i wanted to run this by you um so uh The, the ranking system they use for um, the 2023 draft prospects. Okay, so I've, I've, I've heard it said that the North American top three are going to be going before the top European, which is Leo Carlson. So those top three being um, William Smith, Will Smith. He's a center as well. So the top three North American picks are all are, are three centers. Um then Carlson's a center, and going down, there's another center there. So under Michkov, um, so that may come into play. You know, we're definitely looking at these kids. Um, you know, I say kids. I'm not sure on all their ages, but they're all quite a bit younger than all of us. I'm pretty sure. Um, and uh, you know, they got some size if, on them. You think uh, if we if we were able to land Bedard, you think how long do you think it'd be before he made it to the uh, made it to Columbus? He's Connor Bedard is basically seen as getting like a Patrick Mahomes or a Joe Burrow. It's kind of like so is he uh, directly into Ovechkin? The... Yeah, basically. So basically, how Joe oh, Burrow and Patrick Mahomes basically started playing pretty quick. Same with Trevor Lawrence too. He just you know basically you know Joe Burrow or Patrick Mahomes type of guys that start playing pretty quick. They help their teams start being really good. That's what Connor Bedard has seen as he can be that guy. That is he directly to the is he directly to the NHL club? Uh, yeah, yeah. 
Um, he's being compared to people like Sidney Crosby and Alexander Ovechkin, like a once-in-a-generation type player. We'll see how that pans out. He's broken a lot of their old records from like the other leagues. So, crossing my fingers. I'm hoping. Can you can you trade up in the draft? Yes. Yeah, but actually. It, 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 but like every other draft, it kind of gets expensive, and sometimes it's not. Yeah. Fuck it. The Blue Jackets have two <laughs> first-round picks in this draft, though. They do, though. Fuck it. Definite if top you, four, you, and then like. If you end up at three or four and you want Bedard, trade up and get him. Go to number one and get him. You know, you'd have to fight tooth and nail for that one this year, I think. I think this year it would – it everybody wants him. I mean, so what, Arizona finished last in the league, and then Chicago was behind, was behind us then too. Um, When's the lottery? So, uh, May 8th. There's a, there are actually a, a, a draft lottery party, I think, somewhere for the Blue Jackets are holding. Um, I think it starts at like 7 or whatever. Um, so, uh, yeah. Very curious as to how it's going to go. I mean, we're waiting with bated breath. I mean, for, for as shitty of a season as this was, you know, it was something good to happen from here on out. Um, Bedard or Beast? No, it's not Bedard or Well, a it's lot of people do say that. No. I think there's, um, there might be some fans who who might um, not like watch as much if, if it's not Bedard, maybe. So that's what we're really hoping Adam for. Really keep some really behind. But Adam Fantilli is a guy that would go number one in like ninety nine percent of the time. But because of a guy like Connor Bedard, he's probably going to yeah. go at least two. And Adam Fantilli is a center who's like really big, powerful, can win offense, defense, penalty killing, face offs. He's projected to be a ninety to one hundred point guy, number one center. That's the and type of guy that you want. And he, he comes from Michigan. He comes from Michigan, which is a historically like, good. We have quite is, a few Michigan players. Michigan, which is a historically good hockey yeah. program. Again, probably so like we, Bedard. And <coughs> the next, the next year, or the you know, so it's like there are other good options as well. But it's like yeah. Bedard's one. But if you don't get him, then you want Van. Fantilli is the next best next best option. Yeah. Then Carlson, then probably Meechkoff, and it goes down the line. But really, the two so big ones. Are, no, it's Bedard. Or, there's a lot of options. Your two ones are Bedard or Fantilli. Those are really or bust options that you want. Um, I mean, you have, maybe there's a guy. Maybe there's a guy named Bust in the draft. Is there a guy named Bust? Well, I'll look. I'll look. Bertucci. I don't know how to pronounce this one. There's a B, R, and a Z right next to each other. I don't we'll call know. him Buzz. Yeah, we'll call him Buzz. Hunter. Yeah, there you go. Close. I was really close some, on that one. Give me somebody that you can pronounce. Um, I mean, so the thing is, though, we have like Marchenko who ended up, you know, breaking the uh, the Blue Jackets um, record for for uh, rookie year goals um, with 
And he was like number three on the team with or four on the team with goals this year too. In his first year, he didn't he didn't play like the first few months because he he came up from injuries. And so, but we got him in like like the like the third or fifth round. Second. Oh, yeah. Second round. Real good so, with Bedard. Well, that's the thing is like you know sometimes you find those gems like the guys that are willing to work hard you and like unknown to some people in a way. Yarmo is great at finding those deeper yes. in the draft as well too. Um, I think that's the not to like dog on him too much, but I think that's one of the things that has really saved his skin as well too this year. Um, is uh is the prospect pool he's already lined up for us with or without the Bedard. Um, I'm personally 100 percent expecting this team. I don't care about playoffs. Well, I'd love playoffs, but I'm expecting them to actually be a lot better next year, a lot. The injuries really got in their way, and that's a big part of why they are where they are right right now. Yeah, I I legitimately believe that if not for the injuries, they would have been a team fighting for a playoff spot. Probably don't make it. And if they do make it, they probably would have squeaked in at the, like one of the last moment there. Okay, that there you killer, go. Killer Beast twenty five oh eight says Bedard, Fantilli, Carlson, or Bust in See, their that's opinion. A, there you go, Wine. That's a more better take right there. <coughs> Bedard or Bust. I got to go back to work. All right. right on. Hey, thanks for joining us, Matt. We'll see you again soon. Uh, have a good night at work. Uh, Hopefully, you're in the go Cavs. That's right. Oh, hell yeah, yeah, go Cavs. We're going to talk about that right. right now. That's a great lead into our advertisement, actually. Or Chip has like the Cavs. Go Cavs and uh, the Darter Bunt. <laughs> okay. So, like I said, um, here, I will see you guys on the. Uh, I'm going to uh, identify our partner right now, THPN. And then I'm going to do a little ad read after that. So, uh, stay tuned. We're going to be. Uh, uh, I'm going to be going through this pretty quick. What a great lead into it. I'm just about to talk. It's NBA playoffs time. That means big hoops action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Getting in on the excitement of every game with the touch of a button. New customers can make a $5 pregame Moneyline bet and score $150 in bonus bets if their team wins. Plus, everyone can score a no-sweat same-game parlay every day during the NBA playoffs. Open the DraftKings Sportsbook app, opt-in, and place a same-game parlay on any NBA game. If it doesn't hit, you'll get a bonus back up to $10. So that's pretty cool. And last week, we talked a little bit about the Cavs versus the Knicks, who are currently um, one-on-one in, in, their, in the first round. So uh, currently, from my research, a quick Google search, realistically, um, the money line on this is uh, Cleveland is, is favored, uh, negative two, 225. And uh, New York is is a plus 190. So um, I, I'm not as a 100% sure on basketball, like how big of a, of a jump that is. I know in football, it's a lot like smaller numbers because they just, add, it, it's basically these numbers without the, like the, it's like, it'd be like minus two instead of minus 235 or something like that. But um, I think, so yeah, check it out. Uh, I, I'm, I'm excited. They're going to be playing two Friday. They're going to be playing Friday again, uh, the 21st. 
against the Knicks. Yeah. And um, yeah, go Cavs. Dude. That's go right. Cavs. Absolutely. Go Cavs. We'll be cheering you on. They had a big win last night to tie up the series. Hell yeah. So uh, best of luck to you, Cavs. We'll be cheering you on, hoping you you win, you keep going and yeah. do what you did back in 2016 and bring a championship back to the great state of Ohio. And check out those same game parlays on DraftKings. I'm, I think they list them all um, all for you. Um, you know, I off the top of my head, I don't, I don't, I don't know what they all are off the top of my head. But um, download the app now and sign up with code THPN. New customers can make a five dollar pregame money line bet and score one hundred and fifty dollars in bonus bets if their team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. Uh, only gamble what you can afford to lose. Um, if you got a gambling problem, check out the disclaimer uh, below here on. Uh, wherever this is posted and uh just be smart about it because you know yeah pretty easy to maybe get a little crazy with it so go calves but anyway go calves i really appreciate matt for joining us that was nice it's really uh it's really good to to, in my opinion i think it was nice hearing a um like a, a first season watcher because like that was you know like that was a slap in the face. I mean, even to the people who had been watching, um, the injuries were just rough. Um, and so, you know, excuse me. I just burped. Sorry <laughs> if you heard that. Uh, I had a snack right before this. Um, so real quick, uh, let's run back through some of the things that we touched on with Matt a bit. So, um, you know, I wanted to really wanted to get uh, to hear what he had to say. So we'll go back through. Um I just want to mention real quick uh, the last two games. Uh, lost the Sabres 5-2. to two. Uh, That was the very last game of the season. Uh, unfortunately, I had an off-the-draw poster for that. It's never yeah. going to see the light of day. Maybe I'll get to share it here on, on Twitter one day. But um, the, the coolest thing about that game is Tyler Angle got his mm. first goal. Yep. First NHL goal ever in his first in his second game. Yep, Amazing. Good for him. And the thing, and you know, I saw, and you showed me that poster. It looks pretty damn cool. So that would have been nice if the Blue Jackets would have won that game, so people could have seen it. But oh well. Um, you know, I was at both those games, and uh, the one, you know, Buffalo against Buffalo. The story, really, you know, it was a, hey, good, good for you, Tyre Angle scoring a goal. Uh, the Buffalo goalie should have stopped that though, because that was kind of a squeaker. He just kind of let that one squeak <laughs> through there. But yeah. you know what? It is what it is. I benefit the Blue Jackets. But really, to me, when I look back at that game, really the story is is that the Blue Jackets were playing pretty good. They're winning one nothing. Johnny Gaudreau gets a goal. Then in the second period, the Blue Jackets unfortunately poop their pants and they give up three three goals. Now they're losing three one. So the Blue Jackets, but they come back. Blue Jackets, it's three two. But then shortly after that, they give up two goals, and then that's the and that's basically the end of the game right there. And it's, yeah. we, we've and we've said this many times on the show this season, which is how one period can really make a difference in the game. There have been yeah. moments where a period, the Blue Jackets have a bad period, and that's basically the reason why they lose. And there's been moments where the Blue Jackets have like one good period, and that was the reason why they won the game. And unfortunately for the Blue Jackets, that game against Buffalo, the story of that is they lose that game because they have one bad period in the second where they give up (laughs) three goals. And Um, 
you know, so and like we and I, we said this on the show before, but this game was against Buffalo was supposed to happen back in December, right? But December, but back in December, it was really cold in Buffalo to the point to where Buffalo couldn't get out of Buffalo, and so because <laughs> of that, that right. game had to get um, pushed back to last Friday, April fourteenth. Right. Um, so that's so just how it went. They um. Yeah, so they lost the Sabres 5-2. Uh, I don't think anyone really cared at that point. In fact, there was fans actively cheering at the game from what I've heard from on Twitter and seen on Twitter when Buffalo scored. Um, shame on you, but you're allowed to be a fan however you want. Uh, yeah. You paid for your ticket. Uh, you spend money on these games, your money on these games. Um, yeah. So fucking whatever, just like don't um, like – I don't know. Don't dog me for when I'm like happy the team actually wins. Like for the first time in like Base. eight eight games. So the last time against the Penguins, yep. they finally fucking won one. Yep. They haven't won a game actually at the Penguins since like like twenty like thirteen or some yeah, crazy. Okay, no, so like twenty seventeen or something. But here's the story. The story is this: that the Blue Jackets haven't haven't beat the Penguins in Pittsburgh since November of 2015. And this past season, they had, yeah. this past season they had a shot where they're playing pretty good. They're winning four nothing in Pittsburgh, but unfortunately they blow the four goal lead and lose five four. Yep. So for now that streak will continue. The Blue Jackets have to wait until next season for a shot <laughs> to end that, for a shot yeah. to end that streak. On the yeah. other hand, the Blue Jackets haven't beat the Penguins since November of 2019. And th- last Thursday night, they beat them 3-2 in overtime. I was at both games, and both games was a fun time. I enjoyed especially beating Pittsburgh. That was really fucking cool. Um, but I want to throw this out there, is that I know people were some people were upset at the Blue Jackets winning that game. However, though, in my opinion, some of those people are people that weren't paying attention or didn't watch the game. Because if you go back and watch that game, you would understand why the Blue Jackets won that game. Um, Wait, sorry. I I kind of lost you there for a sec. Which, this last game that they just won? The Penguins game, yes. Yeah, okay, cool. Um, Basically, so it really goes down to this. Look, go back and watch all three goals that the Blue Jackets scored in that game. And they're all mistakes that the Penguins easily could have prevented. But because yeah. of those mistakes, they lose. And what are those mistakes? The first goal that the Blue Jackets well, score is they're in the offense. The Blue Jackets are in their offensive zone. The Penguins lose the faceoff. Puck goes to Andrew Peak. He's wide open, shoots, he scores. Win the faceoff, and that doesn't happen. The second goal is in the third period. The Penguins gave the Blue Jackets three straight power play opportunities. They killed the first two. And on the third one, they left Emil Benstrom wide open. You can't do that. On top of that, Benstrom is one of the better shooters that the Blue Jackets have. So you can't you can't do that. And that screwed them right there. Yeah. In the um, overtime period, I've said this many times on the on the show, on previous shows, which is from a strategic standpoint. If you are playing the Blue Jackets and you are in overtime, there's one, there's really one big thing that you cannot do. You do not let Johnny Gaudreau have the puck. And what happened? Johnny Gaudreau gets the puck. He's wide open on a breakaway, and he scores. Yeah. 
You're when you have make Jack, it what uh that was what the uh, three two and OT. Yes, three two and over. Got a couple of cool things I need to bring up here real quick. Then and when, when you the, and when you and when you're playing the Blue Jackets, when you play when you're playing the Blue Jackets and you you're you have Johnny Gaudreau wide open on a breakaway, you're asking for it. You're basically saying, "Hey, I want to lose this game because I made a dumb <laughs> mistake defensively." So, yeah. my basic summary is this. Be mad at the Penguins for that game because it's not the Blue Jackets' fault that they lost, that they won that game. It is the fault of the Penguins for doing three costly mistakes that cost them that game. Right. Pretty egregious as well. Um, so just a couple of cool things real quick about that game because we've got a lot to move on through here today. Yet. Um, a couple of cool things. Uh, Mikkel Patia. Uh, and Stanislav Svozel both got their first points in their debuts. Uh, Patia got a, uh, a initial assist, and Svozel got a second assist. And also, um, the <laughs> this was Hutchinson's first starting win for for this this year. Starting. Ah, uh, yes, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Second win. Technically, he finished. Yeah, the one, but then starting. So um, that was pretty interesting, but. Enough yes. about that. I we got uh, some huge news to discuss. I mentioned it very slightly earlier with Matt. Huge right. news. We all saw. Well, we talked about this before on the show. Um, Brad Larson, many is it legacy? Is that how you say it or Lagachi? Legacy. legacy. So, uh, Brad Larson and let go, fired. He will not be finishing his last year of, the contra- of his contract with the Blue Jackets. Uh, Manny um, Legacy, I I don't really know. I, I know he's the goaltender coach. I don't really know as much about him personally. Uh, he's been with the Blue Jackets for five years. Brad Larson was with the Blue Jackets for 13 years. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, I'm sad to see him go from the entire organization, yeah. you know, uh, but how do you go back to a demoted position after you were, you know, head coach too? Yeah. Yeah. So he'll land on his feet. He'll end up somewhere. He'll, uh, he, he, he's a, uh, you know, I don't know. It's, it's hard to say much about his coaching due to the uh, insane amount of injuries this year. Right. Due to the insane amount of changing, like our one podcast was titled a revolving door, the amount of, <sighs> the AHL players coming up and getting sent down and coming up and getting sent down all the time. You're playing with a different team literally every game. Like, so yeah. Uh, what's your thoughts on, on Larson? I, I'm not necessarily for it or against it. I kind of understand it. Um, my one, I guess my one thing I'll always wonder is and I don't know, and I've said this before on the show is that I would have loved to see what would have happened if he got another shot with the full healthy team again to see what would have truly what would have happened because I you know because we did last season we saw it where we saw a young up and coming team that showed promise everyone is saying no the Blue Jackets are going to suck they're not going to be very good that people were picking them last. And I remember looking at the they look, exceeded expectations. Right. Last year. And that's what I was about to get at is that I remember looking at them. I just don't see that. They, 
they have good talent. I just don't think they're going to be that bad. And they exceeded expectations and they were fighting for a playoff spot until April when they officially got knocked out. So, and then you, this season happened. So it's like, well, what's the real team? And my belief, it's probably would have been some similar close to what happened last season is it probably would have been something like that. A team that probably doesn't make the playoffs, or if it does, right. it probably, you know, probably squeaks in at the last moment <laughs> on the wild card. Yeah. Like a wild card. And, you know, that's my one thing is I'll always wonder if what would happen if we gave him another chance because of that, because, you know, I get it. He had, I get it. He had to be fired and you know, to a certain degree, but it's like, you always want, man, what, if you, what would have happened if he had another shot at this with the help? Right. I mean, I don't disagree with you on that, honestly, because the, I, I just said it myself, the team's literally been different every single game. It's, uh, for even one of the best coaches ever, I mean, that it would have been an insanely hard season for that, for sure. Um, Manny Legacy, I mean, you know, uh, the lower coaches, like, it, it is what it is. Like, I, I don't grow attached to them. Like, maybe I grew attached to Tortorello, um, you know. So, but, so Yarmo Kekalainen um, is quoted, I'm going to paraphrase here, is quoted um, saying about, the, the coaching change um, they're they're looking for uh, they they need a change in how they do things and how they do their everyday things is what he means um, you know and he's really looking um, for for towards the future of this team being a playoff contender um, and he mentioned like trying to go for a cup dude that's one of the first times I feel like I've actually heard that from the blue jackets is trying to go for a cup, not just a playoff spot. Because, <laughs> like, like and we've barely even been through the playoffs, let alone, like, past the first round. And and to be talking about that uh, gets me well, – I don't know. that We're not going to make it there next year, I don't think. It, it may, may even be a few years for this development of the, the younger guys, too. But in, in any case, like, I'm excited that that was mentioned in conversation a yeah. little bit. I would say that now – I would argue just a, I'd argue just a little bit that when in 2018, 2019, when they made the moves to get Duchesne and uh, McQuaid and Dezingle, a whole bunch of other guys, though yeah. it wasn't that what it, it wasn't Yarmo explicitly saying we're trying to get a cup, but that was basically saying, yeah, we're going to, we're going to, you know, we're going to try and get a cup because we're not going to go get rid of Bobrovsky or Panarin or any other guy. We're going to get Duchesne and all these other guys. That it wasn't them explicitly saying we're going to we're going for a cup but it was basically them saying we're going to go for a cup. It's just a little minor pushback, but I do understand what you're trying to get at here that to my knowledge this is like really it just you doesn't know. come up in conversation much because, like, we've never gotten anywhere close. You're right, though, about the 2018 season. I mean, they were stacking the team for a playoff run. Um, and, you know, then you get past the first round that one time, man. That well, was such honestly, a great feeling. What, honestly, it, it, it happens sometimes where the Blue Jackets, they've been on both sides of this spectrum where – in that series where they get knocked out by the Bruins in 2019, a lot it's not the Blue Jackets' fault as they are trying their best. They played really hard. They easily could have won that series. But it just really comes down to where 
they got going. Tuka Rask for the Bruins, which is really good <laughs> that series. Yeah. And he kept them in there to the point where he gave the Bruins a chance to win that series. And on the flip side of that, the Blue Jackets have been in some games where they did the going, you know, against with, the Maple Especially with Bob Brodsky. Right. I mean, with- um, Corpusalo has like the record for most saves in the game. Granted, that went into overtime a bunch, but still. But- but my, you're right, though, is that Sergei, there have been games where Sergei Bobrovsky has done that against other teams for the Blue Jackets. And in the playoffs against Toronto in 2020, a big reason why they won that series against Toronto was Jonas Corposalo golded them in Game 1 and Game 5 by shutting them out and playing outstanding games. So the Blue Jackets, they they know what it's like to be on both sides of that spectrum mm-hmm. to get goalied in the playoffs and to goalie a team in the playoffs. And unfortunately, you know, and sometimes stuff like that happens. Yeah. And there are still actually uh, a couple players from that time period on the team still, right. such as our captain. Um, You know, uh, man, there's a lot of people come. So I, I just mentioned two people who are going to be leaving the team. We have announced today one of my favorite players is going to be rejoining us next year. Alexander Texier has come out and said that he has, um, I forget the word for it, but he basically scooted the last year of his contract to this year. Um, right. And so um, he will be playing for the Blue Jackets this year. Right. From, uh, according to Mark Sheig, um, he had a text while he was driving, of course. <laughs> uh, don't be on your phone while you're driving. But, uh, uh, he said that um, Texier will be, meet with the media Thursday at noon. So tomorrow from the time that this is being recorded, uh, it'll be 420. Let's go. Um, yeah, so tomorrow. Everyone, uh, everyone get your weed jokes in there. <laughs> uh, 420, blaze it. Let's go. You know, the, uh, tex- the, te- the Texier news, that is big news because – we have already seen what kind of player Texier can be, whether that be, you know, he was a big reason why the Blue Jackets knocked the lightning out of the playoffs. He had some big goals in that series. And then the following season, he was a big reason. He helped the Blue Jackets knock out the Maple Leafs in the, in the playoffs. And even that whole playoff run against the Maple Leafs and the Lightning, he was part of a line that had 10 points in 10 games. And then following year, you know, pretty good. And then he started to pick up that play. And last season, he was really part of that good fourth line between him, Tech, him, Corralling Robinson that really played good. And he started to pick up his play to where he was getting third line, second line minutes. And he was really starting to see that guy that he could really be. And then unfortunately, he gets hurt. And then, you know, he ha- he goes over back home to France you know, understandably so, but so, and the Blue Jackets, he, he can play center and the Blue Jackets need help at center. And that's a big one right there. Yeah, So for sure. So all that stuff I just talked about, we've seen what he can do. There is promise there. And for him to come back, that is going to be absolutely huge for the Blue Jackets. And he was playing over in Switzerland last season. He's doing pretty good over there. So just waiting to see if he can continue what he started with the Blue Jackets again this season, dude. I hope so because, but um, yeah, 
I, I thought he did great. I mean, his fire poker goal has been, uh, you know, it, it's been viral throughout the NHL. You see tons of people trying it now and everything too. Um, so, uh, you know, very interested on his return. But this also brings up a um, – we're running a little bit short on time here, but it's all right. Uh, this also brings up a um, a fair point too. Um, who does he replace? Right. That's you know, um, because we have people that finish the season as replacements for people who are going to have to come back and replace them anyway. So it's like, uh, what's going on here? You know, in any case, next year's monsters should be fucking great. <laughs> right. Right. And <laughs> all this NHL experience. Right. But you know what, though? It's something that Yarmo brought up in this press conference that he had last Saturday, which is competition is good because now they know with yeah. some of these guys what they have not just in, with the monsters but they know what they have when they played for the blue jackets they have a better idea of understanding who they are and yeah it's going to be tough but it's for the better because now you know what you have and that competition will be better for the blue jackets because you're going to get the better of all of these guys and whoever plays the best wins out and that will be better uh, for the Blue Jackets, knock on wood, dude. I'm really hoping for some for some good news here. Um, and uh, also, some Michael, other good news. I love texting. Michael Hutchinson is the last person to get the Cappy this season because oh, when the yeah. when the Blue, first Cappy first Cappy. So yes, first Cappy, to Michael. Michael Hutchinson. So when the Blue Jackets beat the Penguins, uh, Michael Hutchinson was the last one to get the Kepi for this season. So uh, shout out to you, Michael Hutchinson. You played a great game. You helped the Blue Jackets win, and you get the last Kepi for you get the last Kepi for the season. So it's it's interesting. Uh, You know, I'm very curious. Uh, I really really thought they were going to do a lot more to try to re-sign Corpy, but um, I understand why the move they made is what they made. I'm, I'm really, uh, I don't know if I'm like concerned, so to speak, or I, I'm really just curious as to how our, um, how our uh, goalie situation is going to be like next year. I mean, we get a new goalie coach. You think that, you know, uh, working real close. I've already seen that, um, uh, Ellis Merzlikens has stated that he's going to be staying uh, here specifically in Columbus uh, more than uh, rather than going back home to Latvia for the summer. Uh, yep. He said he wanted to, he, he thinks he owes it to the, the, the team uh, okay. that, uh, you know, to uh, uh, stay and, and, and do that uh, and work hard to, to be better for next year. So yep. um, something well. I'm looking forward to, it's still, you know that. Just thinking about it, like Corpusalo was a backup goalie. No, it's it's pretty much it was a tandem goalie. Yeah. He was never really a backup. You just need no. more than one to switch him back and forth all the time, and he just was amazing. You know, and it, it really a just, lot of years here. It really just comes down to this: is that you go back to the 2019-2020 season. Corpusalo starts out the season. He plays pretty good. He helps the Blue Jackets go on like a 19 and five run, and because of that good play. He earns a shot in the NHL All-Star game. But then Corpusalo unfortunately gets hurt. And then Merzlikens takes over and he has a and becomes, you know, has a real good stretch there from like yeah. 
late December through January. And all, and and then he's had other good moments in other, you know, in other seasons as well. So you really combine that together is that both these guys, they've been good. It's just not good enough to the point until this past season where they've been able to separate themselves to be who can be, you know, that guy. And that's really the reason why it was a 1A, 1B thing is that both te- both guys have shown that they can be good. But until the, until this season, they really didn't show that who can be that guy can can take that spot to where you play him every just about every game. Yeah, and, as much as you can. Yeah. And, and Corpusalo, he did do this this season, but before then it was really a competition of well, Corpusalo's play good, Merzlikens play good, who do you pick? Right. They really did um for, for a while make everybody really really wonder um you know who's going to be the first and that's one thing that we were just talking about how competition can create those types of situations um i love seeing it we're gonna um here in the future um i said i said we we're going to try to do it this this week but here in the future um we're going to try to do a deep dive into some prospects um but also future blue jackets specifically and, and um we're going to try to really uh, just opine about who is going to be be on the team next year. We've talked about it quite a bit already here on the show, but um, but I really want to go on some sort of deep dive of it. Maybe it's one we might do like a recording or something because it's yeah. uh, you know it's going to be um, it's going to be intense. I mean that's all because like we could literally sit here and talk about just that for hours um, and, and have to have a great debate about it as well yeah. too. So. Uh, um, the final cappy list reads this because I'm reading it off. Oh, yeah. Phone. From the top. Season the recap. Top. So the cappy list for the 2022-2023 season reads like this. Nick Blankenberg, Johnny Gaudreau, Daniil Tarasov, Vladislav Gavrikov, Sean Corrali, uh, Daniil Tarasov, Jonas Korpisalo, Vladislav Gavrikov, Kirill Marchenko, Jonas Korpisalo, Kirill Marchenko, Patrick Line, Gustav Nyquist, Kent Johnson, Boone Jenner, Jonas Korpisalo, Liam Foodie, Jack Roslovic, Eric Robinson, Johnny Gaudreau, Adam Boquist, Hunter McCown, John Gillies, and Michael Hutchinson. The winner of the Who Won the Most Kepis for the 2022-2023 season is Jonas Corposalo with Ola. Oh, wonderful. Congrats to Corpy on all those, man. I really uh, it stings sometimes. I think too hard about it. <laughs> but if, if you but if you want to take away, but for second place, it was a t- basically like a three-way tie between like Gavrikov, Gaudreau, and like Marchenko. Right on. Um, ma'am, I've been sorry I've been a little bit um, distracted over here. I've been trying to find this one tweet that was explaining who all we're getting back next year, and I'm trying to think of who I saw it on. Um, what's the uh, – I don't know. I don't want to start, like, name-dropping here because that's kind of rude. Well, well I'll, we'll figure it out later because it's a lot. It, it's a lot. Well, yeah. One thing I would like to show before we get we finish off the show yeah. today is, uh, and you're you were one of the many people that have, sh- have said that hey look I saw you on the Blue Jackets uh, Twitter page in the you know, 
Oh hell yeah, dude! This is really cool. Uh, you, you, the Blue Jackets, you know, Twitter page or whatnot. We pull up the video and we'll quickly show me, and then we'll, yeah. But ba the basic, basic. Oh, idea. Yeah. Well, let us send that to you. I messaged that to you, right? So yeah. I can just yeah. I can find it from there. Okay. Yeah, you can pull it up from there. So for those of you that are wondering, um, if you went to a Blue Jackets game this past season, you probably saw my face on the scoreboard. Because, you know, you, my Blue Jackets group, Union Blue Soldiers, we do a march. And in that video, they show a clip of the march that we did with the Blue Jackets. And it was a lot of fun. And it, it, it's going to pop up. Uh, because I'm streaming and I got like eight pages open, it's a little grainy right now. Or a little yeah. bit. Oh, well, who cares? We can still see it. Oh, it's not going to let me play it now? Oh, there we go. <laughs> yeah, I want to say something about this too once this ends. Boom, there you are, right there. Right there, right there. The center. Oh, Boom, there you are. This is so this is actually from the recent March, right? Uh no, the, the October uh, one. Uh, oh, okay. So this was still this year at least, but yeah, oh, that's still, awesome. So Ooh, did you have to uh shake Stinger's hand? Um, was it no, no, but but yeah, I have gotten my, I have gotten my picture taken with Stinger. That was in December of 2017 when they're every year they do those Santa Stinger pictures. Yeah, and, and <laughs> I, December 2017, I was in Columbus for a Blue Jackets game, and they were doing Santa Stinger. So I was like, well, I want to do that, so I did it. But as, anyways, oh, yeah. as, but as, as you saw there on the screen. That is a clip from our march that we did for, with the Blue Jackets in October 2021, and it was a lot of fun. And you, Hefty Duck, and many of my other uh, Columbus friends just kept telling me, like, oh, my God, Kevin, we saw you on the scoreboard. We saw you on the scoreboard. So oh, sorry, sorry for the weird face. Um, and for audio listeners, you didn't see my face, but Matt popped back in here for like a second. It was accidental. I don't know. Um yes. Right, they're like, oh my God, Kevin. All my Columbus friends were like, there oh my is. God, Kevin, we saw you on the scoreboard. We saw you on the scoreboard. <laughs> then, uh, you know, I was looking oh, for yeah. Friday. Yeah. I don't know if he's trying to rejoin or not. We're about to sign off here really soon, either way. But, so, but anyway, but so then like Friday, you know, last, last Thursday and Friday when I had the Blue Jackets game, I'm looking at the scoreboard and like Thursday, I didn't see it. But then Friday night, I saw it. I'm like, oh, my God, there it is. This is so cool. I see myself on the scoreboard. So it was great to see. So thank you, Blue Jackets, for including Union Blue Soldiers in the march we did with you. There you are. Watch out, Matt. How's it going? We're just getting towards the end of our episode here. It's good timing, actually. Uh, Bernard or bust. Go no, Cavs. Hold on. We gotta ban this guy. That's right. Go Cavs. Go Cavs. Fuck yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, this year. thank you, Blue Jackets, for having me on the scoreboard in your video. That was so yeah, cool. That was pretty damn cool, man. I, I, I absolutely love our interactions with the with the, the, the Blue Jackets, uh, not the show personally, but between me and Kevin, we've had interactions with the, with the, not like the team, just the organization itself. And, yeah. dude, they're, one very professional but um they also make uh i mean just some great content uh also uh uh put on um a great uh 
you know, great atmosphere at the games. I mean, throughout the whole losing season, it's been losing for a long time now too, since very shortly after the beginning, they still made, um, made it uh, a joy to go to the games uh, right. and be there. And so, and uh, the, it proves it, uh, you know, cause and, and, you know, uh, they issued a thanks to the fifth line. I'm also going to, uh, you know, well, I don't know if I should use the word fifth line. That's kind of like their coined term. Uh, but, uh, you know, all the fans this year have been absolutely phenomenal. Uh, the uh, Blue Jackets were like like ninth in attendance or something this year, um, which uh, for literally one of the last place teams in the league, I can guarantee you. Well, Arizona is a really small arena. That doesn't count. Uh, I can guarantee you, though, people like the, the San Jose Sharks, um, they didn't have the amount of fans we have, and they oh. did a lot better than us this year. Well, they did better than us this year. I don't want to say a lot, but um, so yeah, and uh, you know, just uh, just a real quick uh, because uh, those fans, some of those fans are some of uh, our viewers, and I just want to uh, uh, you know take a second to appreciate all the viewers that have stuck with this with us through this uh, really really rough season. Um, right, you know, because. <laughs> Yeah, it, it really easy to, to start tuning out, you know, once the team's really doing that bad. Uh, you know, it is what it is. We, it's like watching a train wreck sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> also, I got to point this out. You've probably seen it in the background, but I got the retro. Jersey. Oh, I got the reverse retro. Hell yeah. Oh, what's the name on the back? What's it's the number? Nothing. Oh, okay. Well, good it's call. It's right good call. there. And that's the back it's right pretty much every jersey i have has gotten traded and the one that hasn't gotten traded just had his like worst season ever in so (laughs) whatever hell yeah dude that's dope i love the coloring on that after i don't know if they'll have those much more longer at all um and that was my reasoning by getting getting the jersey is like I looked at it and it's like, I think it's, I'm not necessarily for it or against it. I think it's an okay jersey. But the thing is, I thought about it and it's like, I don't want to be like where it's like a couple years down the road where it's, where it's gone. And it's like, man, and kicking myself and be like, man, I should have gotten that when I had the chance. And that's the reason why I got the jersey. So that I, oh, yeah. that's, well, that's that cool. Happened. That's cool. Um, well, hell yeah. I'm glad you had a good time at the games this year. That's pretty cool. I had great and, times at all the games I got yeah. to go to this year as well. I mean, it was a fun Ohio trip for me because I saw two Blue Jackets games, and then on last Saturday I saw the Reds play, and they kicked the shit out of the Phillies 13 nothing. Hell yeah. <laughs> Fuck the Phillies. Fuck Philadelphia. Oh, my God. Oh, my gee. It was just so damn cool. Like, I, I've seen the Reds win a lot of games, but I've never seen like an ass beating like that. Yeah, that's good too because I know it got a, a little bit rough for the Reds in the uh, in the last I, few seasons. I, I have I've never seen. I've most of the time they win. It's like by a couple, like a run or two or something. But it's like thirteen nothing. I've never seen anything <laughs> like that. But just like wow, kind of cool. You're hey. getting bored after like the fifth one. You're like, did you can another like. You know, the thing was, it was a good competitive game for like the first couple innings, and then the Reds just kind of blew it wide open because the Phillies had bad pitching. (laughs) That sucks. Um, Well, hey, we've gone over time here by uh, about 10 minutes, but um, that's quite all right. We've had some great discussion tonight. Oh, yeah. Um, 
I got I got to make this comment. I know I said it to you before the show, but the the logo that you did, the new logo you did, that's <laughs> up in the corner of the show. The Union Soldier holding the beer. That's very cool. I like yeah. that. That's a very nice logo. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. That was fun to draw. Um, yeah, speaking of drawing, hopefully uh, I'll I'll have a little bit more time. Still figuring out my schedule, doing doing a new job and whatnot. Um, and uh, you know, just about figured out. Like pretty used to it now, so I think I'll have some time to make some more art here soon. Um, you know, uh, you know, anyone out there? Uh, I've made a couple logos for people, and so I've been commissioned by the Blue Jackets as well. If you do need something done, hit me up. Um, yes. I'm I'm currently working on a project for uh, another uh, I don't know fan group. Anyway, well, they, we'll show it when it's ready. Um, but yeah, I appreciate that, Kev. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, if you, uh, you got anything else you want to talk about real quick, uh, go ahead and sign sign off. Yeah. Uh, well, I'll just say it's it, it just a little it's a little small comment that basically the news has come out that the Browns may be playing in Columbus or some other place because they may do some renovations to their stadium. But I jokingly laugh at that because it's like if if you know gene smith does the plumbing the plumbing excuses for why oh ohio state God. hockey or the blue jackets can't play I, hockey games he would do the same thing to the browns but then it, again, but then happen. again the brown football is a much bigger organization than than the nhl and, and there's just a lot there is more money in it so i'd be very curious if the browns need to play somewhere if they would be willing to put up the money he says <laughs> yeah. they need yeah. To winterize the the facility. I would be very curious. I have not heard that yet. That's very that's very interesting, man. That's a very interesting point. But it, see how but that develops. Yeah, it's basically my it is basically like my opinion and many others' opinion that it's probably not gonna happen because Gene Smith is gonna get in the way and he'll say, they're plumbing, we can't do it. Plumbing, just like how he's done it to Ohio State hockey and the blue jackets. But Neither here or there. That's my point. Anyways, so <laughs> as always, it's been a great time doing Brew Jackets, a Blue Jacket-themed <laughs> podcast. The most super awesome Blue Jackets-themed podcast of all time. My name is Kevin. I like the Blue Jackets. Happy Duck. He's the greatest duck of all time. Fun co-host. He does really cool art. Go check it out. Follow Brew Jackets on all social media platforms. Go watch us and like and share, subscribe, and, you know, the Apple Podcasts, we're there, and Google, and all the, all the other places. Go check it we're out. Everywhere. Everywhere. Go check it out. Do the yeah. thing. It's all me. This has been, and, and like he, Kevin said, it's been another episode of the Brew Jackets. Uh, appreciate everyone for, for joining on this one. Um, you know, any little view we get uh, really makes us uh, – ecstatic uh it's i love that anyone at all is out there uh listening watching um we appreciate any support uh that we have gotten this season um you know like we mentioned last week we're not going anywhere um for the summer we're not going to be taking uh, a break we're still going to be trying to do uh, every wednesday night at 7 p.m um those times we're we're, we're uh, trying to conduct some um we're trying to re-interview some people we, we had on earlier in the season as well. So keep an eye out for that. It's going to be a cool series. Um, 
And, uh, you know, just keep an eye out. And, of course, one last thing is you oh, go, yeah. check out, go check out Uni Blue Soldiers. UPS. Go Uni check Blue out Soldiers. Uni Blue Soldiers. It's a fun Blue Jackets themed group that I run. It's a lot of fun. We do a lot of cool stuff. We do marches Clean to cheer march. up Blue Jackets. We did one last week. It was a lot of fun. Hell we yeah. got home opener ones. We're gonna. It's a lot of fun. We're gonna do another one next October. Uh, we got a beer. It's a doing beer. well. Um, our, it'll, be, our, it'll be back around more next season, I think. Right. It's gonna be back more so, October run type deal. Yeah. Um, there's still some left over at our bar, but once it goes, that's it because it's sold nice. out everywhere, everywhere else. But you know, come October, come check out Uni Blue Soldiers new beer union soldier by endeavor brewing go check out uni blue soldiers false on all social media platforms and you know this upcoming october when we do our another march march of the union army join us as we march on to nationwide arena to cheer oh, on the blue jackets for the home opener home opener hell yeah and we have i can't say i can't say what they are publicly yet but we got some fun surprises for the march nice yeah. Yeah. Excellent, man. That sounds pretty exciting. I'll have to try to make it to that one too. Um, hopefully, you know, my things have I've settled into my job a little bit more too. I'm sure I will by then. Um, yeah. So hell yeah. Well, that's that's pretty cool. Looking forward to that. Um, yeah. Uh, other than that, uh, check us out. You said check out UB Soldier on uh, Twitter. Yeah. Uh, I am uh, at Hefty Duck on Twitter. Uh, Message me there if you'd like uh, some artwork or whatever you want. Um, or do you want to, you know, complain to me about the show? Tell me I'm an asshole, whatever. I don't <laughs> care. I, I got thick skin, you know. I'll probably block you, but <laughs> it's okay if you do. Um, so yeah, like I said, I appreciate all of you for being here with us. Um, and we will see you here. Oh, real quick, little teaser. Also, we're gonna be trying to do some more after darks here, uh, coming up for the summer. Like I said, I'm settling into my job a little bit better now, uh, knowing when I have free time and everything. And we're going to be trying to be doing those, you know, like Friday, Saturday nights usually, uh, when we can stay up a little later and drink a little more. So uh, stay tuned for that. But this has been the Brew Jackets, and we will see you next time. Hopefully.